Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wrote about this, and if you're not first, you're last. What can they not do? So we took the biggest giants. Well, one thing they don't do is they don't get money from regular, everyday people. Right. They do business with one another. Giants are doing business with giants. We buy assets from them, but we don't partner with them. Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. All right. Grant Cardone, guys. Everything comes full circle, man. I was telling you how 10X Growth Conference was my first event ever, so yeah. I'd just like to thank you for that, and thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thank you, man, and thanks for everything, all your growth over the last, what, five or six years? You just blown up yourself, so yeah, man. well done, man. Thanks. What brings yeah. you out to uh, Vegas? Uh, I am doing a speaking gig, what, tonight at a dinner. Somebody paid the, me this outrageous sum of money to come here and okay. go to dinner with them, and... Um, I was telling Jared last night, I said, you know, one day, I've, I've told him this for 13 years, one day somebody, people are going to overpay us. Mm. I have this philosophy that most of your life you're underpaid, and if you ever get lucky and just stay with it, one day you'll be overpaid. So tonight is kind of a, a one of those moments where I'm like, this is stupid. I'm going to dinner with a guy, and for, for, for somebody's paying me to go to dinner with him. It's ridiculous. Wow, that know? is awesome, man. So anyway, I'm doing that, and, and I wanted to get on your show and, and uh, talk to your audience and talk to you and spend time with you, and we'll do a couple more of the, the, those today and get as much done as we can. Hell yeah. You've been blowing up, man. I'd love to see it. And yeah. uh, speaking of underpaid, you used to work at McDonald's. Yeah. I was reading your bio, and now you're managing a $4.5 billion real estate fund. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I was not a good McDonald's worker <laughs> either, so I got fired from that job. I got fired from seven jobs in a row. I sold clothes. I lost that job. I was a, um, I worked in a refinery when I was 16, 17 years old, which mm. I remember. I had great memories of that job. Um, I worked as a cook on a uh, two weeks on, two weeks off offshore boat, mm. uh, which was a really hard job. And, um, uh, you were either you we, we we would go out to the the um, oil rigs and and provide them with food and supplies. Mm. Uh, I got fired from that job. <laughs> uh, I had a car. I was a car salesman. Got fired from that job. I don't know eight times and just didn't leave. Wow! Because I kept wrecking cars. They called me Crash. <laughs> and I bet you I wrecked. I don't know eight or nine cars. And they still kept you. Yeah, because what they would do is they would fire me. They'd be like, "That's it." You know, I'm hitting on the, the dealer's daughter. I got fired for that once. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm wrecking cars. I wrecked a Fiera. You remember that old red Fiera, Pontiac Fiero? Um, and they're like, enough. 
we're done with you. And they would fire me. And then what I would do is I'd go sell more cars and they'd, they, they'd keep me on. Mm, so you were always good at sales. No, I was actually terrible at sales. Oh. Okay. I was a, uh, uh, me and Kevin Hart had this conversation cause we both sold shoes mm. and I was terrible at it. He, he claims he was good at it. I'm like, I don't know how you could, you just good. Cause you're so low to the shoe mm. cause you're so small. <laughs> um, but, um, I was never good at sales, dude, until I like hit a dead end and realized this is the only job I can have. I, I'd been through seven other jobs um, and I'm like, I got to put my head down and learn how to get good at this. And I'm never going to like it if I'm not good at it. So I made a commitment and literally within three months, I went from hating it to liking it. And then uh, six months into it, loving it. And then three years later, making a career out of it, mm. a real career. Right. Uh, writing books about it. Absolutely. You know, so that was definitely a full circle. Yeah. So it sounds like you had a rough childhood, rough upbringing, right? I know you lost your dad at 10. Yeah. My parents got divorced. So I lost my dad at 10 too. Yeah. Wow. Do you think not having that father figure kind of played a role into you? Yeah. Well, certainly, man. Um, I'm looking at your avatar right here, man. That's <laughs> a good looking dude right there. Um, you know, yeah, definitely. Me and my brother talk about this. Like, you know, would I be who I am today if my dad would have been alive? I don't think so. Mm. You know, um, who knows? I'll never know, right? But I do know that the my my I'm driven to help people uh, out of not having help. And if, if you lost your dad when you were ten, mm. when you're ten years old and you're a young boy. You're, you're, you're looking around for a man. Shout out to Another Bite, hosted by John Dick, Jareem Monroe, Ariel Boswell, and it is on the HubSpot network, the number one network for business professionals. They basically do a recap of Shark Tank episodes. They cover their favorite episodes. They interview entrepreneurs that pitch. They give their thoughts, their own ideas, and even come up with some of their own companies. I just listened to an episode and it was from season one of Shark Tank, The Ionic Ear. This guy wanted to surgically implant a device into your brain. It was very hilarious. Check them out wherever you listen to podcasts. Another bite. Peace. For a man. And I, th I think this is probably consistent with all young boys. Uh, that they're looking around for a male figure different than their mom can provide. Right. And um, I'm looking for somebody, and I grew up in Louisiana, so my friends were hunting. They were learning how to hunt, fix cars, um, do manly things, you yeah. know. And I, I didn't have a dad to show me that. Dude, I couldn't, like, if you gave me a lawnmower, I got overwhelmed. I'm like, <laughs> like I don't even know how to start this thing. Like, everything, everything mechanical was overwhelming to me. Mm. I remember my uncle offered me a job one summer um, roofing. Mm -hmm. I literally did not know what end of the hammer to use. <laughs> like I was so, so wow. uncomfortable. Yeah. And as a, as a male person, like, so I kept looking for somebody to give me guidance and teach me how to fish and hunt and fight and mm. do all those, you know, manly things. I, I couldn't even tie a belt. I didn't know how to. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't know how to tie a tie. Of course not. How all would that you? stuff, yeah. You know? And so, yeah, that was, that way. And then I lost my older brother when I was 20. And, um, so that was a reminder of the other loss. Mm. Um, so that's part of why I help people today. Like, you know, coming and talking to your audience and knowing it's under 35 years old and these guys are hungry and want to do well. And it's like, that's what I wanted when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I wanted guidance, mentorship, direction. So when the local d drug dealer offered it, I'm like, yeah, let's go, man. Mm. You know? And then I went down the tubes from 15 to 25.
Wow. Danny, the, the, the drug dealer, took me, you know, to places I would never wish on anyone. Right. And you had a twin brother throughout that process. Was he engaged with you in that activity as well? Mm. I'm not going to speak for him, <laughs> okay? Uh, I do know it tends to, you know, the, the contagion, the negative aberration um, tends to, you know, pilfer all those with too much time on their hands. Yeah, it spreads. And so I had too much time on my hands. I was a good student. It was easy for me to get through school. So good student became bad student. Because mm. I'm like, oh, I, I, I know how to get a C, you know. I know how to get a C. I know how to, you know, get through. And mm. so I didn't pay attention and still got through. Went to college, did the same bullshit. And I'm using drugs every day and just wasting my life away. And it gets worse and worse and worse. So, um. Yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty nasty ten years. Yeah. And speaking of school, you recently said school is one of the most dangerous places for your, your child to be, right? I think I think schools are the most dangerous place in America today. Wow. You know. And I'm not trying to be hyperbolic when I say that. But every bad habit I learned was in school. Mm. I didn't learn I didn't learn them after school. I learned them in school. <laughs> Alcohol, cheating. Skipping, lying, scamming, mm. you know, um, everything, dude. Like b bullying. I got bullied like a, like. You got bullied? Oh, 100%, dude. I can't even picture that. Oh, yeah. I got bullied a lot. Wow. So now when people bully me, I'm like, yeah, okay, we ain't doing that anymore. <laughs> that shit is over. Yeah. Were you skinny, small? I was up? small. I was always small, you okay. know. And, and so, um, but but I always had a big mouth. Okay, I've mm. never not had a big mouth. I've never not been opinionated, and I and I have always hit on your chick. <laughs> so like, if you had a chick, I'm like, okay, so what's your football player? You know, and, and the football players don't like that in, in yeah. Louisiana. So you got in a lot of fights. I got in a lot of fights, wow. and I lost a lot of fights, <laughs> and I won one of them. The whole three years, uh, my last three years of high school. Mm. Um, so I was so proud of that one fight that I won. Was he way bigger than you? Oh yeah, everybody was bigger than me. <laughs> so, but literally, like I would go to school, and I would change shirts on the way there, knowing, okay, today I got, I'm gonna get in a fight today. Damn, it was terrifying, dude. Every day I was worried. Yeah, and now there's a different form of bullying. It's more cyberbullying these days. Yeah, I can't imagine today, man. My daughter hit me the other day and said, "I'm getting." I deleted my Instagram. Wow. And she told me a week later, she's like, "I feel so much better not having it." And she's a star on Instagram, man. She every time she hits, she she loads on my Instagram, my freaking numbers go up. <laughs> she, she gets better numbers than I do. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, dude. I, I back to the school thing. It's slow. It's a waste of time. They're not teaching anything that's relevant anymore. Mm. Uh, the teachers don't even like it. Wow. The teachers are underappreciated. We're three hundred thousand teachers short. Uh, the, the school system's telling the kids not to use AI. We have this unbelievable technology. Why would I not use it? It's mm. freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and by the time a kid goes to high school for 12 years, I mean, she's 14. She'll finish high school before she's 15. Mm -hmm. We homeschool her. That's and, incredible. Yeah, she gets to roll with me. I'm like, hey, if we're going to screw her up, let's us do it. <laughs> we're going to screw her up, not some teacher that's confused. Yeah. And now the school systems have all these other agendas, dude. Like, you know, you got to teach all these other things, 
like useless. Yeah, I don't. I didn't go to school to learn about transgenderism. <laughs> they got tampons in boys' bathrooms. I mean, I don't know if you need one or not, but I don't. No, I don't. I'm good. And 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 you know, if you want to play with them, go ahead. But like, why? <laughs> like, like, just leave it in the girls' bathroom. I know how to get in there. Yeah. So I've I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of fun in the girls' bathroom. <laughs> you know. So um, it's just ridiculous, dude. What we're teaching, like, and, and and unfortunately, the teachers have their hands full with math. Mm. And English and, and history and geography. Right. But even those, like geography, why does somebody need a geography class today when I have an app that can literally give me real mass and reality on every country on the planet? Right. And then I can Google search the history of that. Like, these, these classes are outdated. So outdated. You know? I mean. And the fact that it takes 12 years. And the fact that we spend $900 billion a year. Wow. $900 billion a year. I'll say this, just, and I agree with everything you're saying, but to be a devil's advocate, how expensive is the homeschooling? Because can most families even afford that option? Well, it's definitely cheaper than the, than public schools. Is it? Mm-hmm. How would it be cheaper, though? Because my kids don't become addicts. Mm, okay. Okay, it's $35,000 to send your kid to a treatment center. I got introduced to being in public school and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. people totally are doing good. Yeah. <laughs> like, where, where are you going to get introduced at? In schools. Okay. Uh, now, now it's all accelerated. Now, now, now you're going to be a addict and confused about whether you're a boy or a girl. Mm. Could be a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the statistics? I could be, I could be a... your avatar. Yeah. Like I'm going to be him today. I'm going to be Sean's avatar today. Okay. And we're going to spend time on this. You could be whatever you want. Did you see the recent statistics on what percentage of kids are gay now and stuff? No. What is it? I mean, it used to be like, I don't know the exact numbers, but basically yeah. it multiplied heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're selling it. Yeah. They're, they're making it cool. Yeah, it's really weird, honestly. You know? So you, this is where I get in trouble in these things <laughs> right here. Like I'm like, okay, if we're going to have a gay pride month, why don't we have a straight month? Yeah. Let's, bring back, let's have a straight month. Oh, yeah, because the straight people have always been straight, and it's all right. Dude, how about straight month? How about family month? Mm. Why don't we do family month? Why don't we bring back families are cool and celebrate families for a month? Why, why do I, And I don't mind the gay month. Or the transgender month. You want to do a transgender month, you can do that. You mm. can do a cat month if you want to. But I want my single month. I mean, my... my uh, family month. My family month. I want straight month. I want success month. Let's celebrate all the successful people in the, co- in the country. Mm. You know? And, and then give the deadbeats a month, too. Yeah. Deadbeats and l- quitters, haters, the lazies, y'all get a month, too. Yeah. But we're also going to honor the most successful people in the country. The hustlers, the people that paid their college debt, you know. Absolutely. I love how much importance you place on family, man, because you used to be a bit of a player, I know, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. now you're yeah. all about family. You post your daughters all the time. Your yeah. wife is yeah. it. Yeah. So I really appreciate you spreading that message because yeah. people my age, they're they're in that hookup culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the family unit is is getting less and less. Yeah. It's a shame, man. It is. You know. It's scary. Um. Charlie Kirk show. So I see you diving mm. into politics a little bit now, huh? Uh, I don't think I don't think we're, I'm that political. You okay. Know? You haven't endorsed anyone? Oh yeah, I de- 100% endorsed Donald his name Donald J. Okay. Yeah, 100%. And that doesn't affect your business? I don't care if it does. Mm. Like I hope it does affect my business. You know? Because someone you guys invested. don't want to do business with me because I'm voting for Donald Trump. Yourself. Okay. Keep your money. Don't do any business with us. Like, if that's all it takes to upset you, I don't want to do business with you. Mm. So if I can't have my opinion on that, 
in a country that's free, a, a company that I own. This isn't a public company. Right. Uh, this is my company. So uh, I didn't I didn't start this company to like take a knee. And oh yeah, well you, if you don't vote for my guy, then I'm not with you. Mm-hmm. And if I can't trash your guy, you're not with me. Whatever. Yes, yeah, so you have a similar belief as Dana White. Yeah, me and Dana have very similar belief on that. Yeah, and you yeah. actually met him. You sp- uh, we, we, uh, here's the deal: like we don't have any sponsors. Okay? okay, so Dana, you know, he's got a lot of sponsors. And the reason I don't have sponsors is because I never want to answer. Hey, Grant said blah blah. Mm. Like Jared and I went through this years ago. We were doing about. I guess we were doing eight or 10 million bucks a year. Mm-hmm. And I would say stuff and Jared would be like, oh my God, that's going to cost us with Toyota. Mm. Well, now I say more stuff and we never worry about Toyota. We Got do, uh, what do we do? Uh, what, what is eight into 150 million? Uh, seven times? No, what is that? 70 times? 150 divided by eight. Uh, yeah, about yeah. 70, yeah. No, no, 20 Wait, times. Gonna... 20, 20. Yeah, yeah. It, we do 18x more business. We went from 8 or 10 million bucks a year to 160 million at one company, 130 at another company, mm. and 340 at the real estate, about 600 million a year. Dang. It's where we went from 10 million to 600 million, 60x. From dropping sponsors? No, we said, hey, we're going to say, I'm going to say whatever I want to say. Mm. As many times as I want to say it, lose as many people. Offend as many people. Right. And then I'm going to put my attention on the rest of them. Interesting. Because a lot of people try to please everyone. And, and then oh. you become nothing, dude. This reminds me of high school. The right. most miserable time of my life was trying to be popular. Mm. The most miserable uh, three or four years of my life yeah. was when I was trying to be the popular guy. Same. I wasted so much. Huh? I wasted so much time. I tried dude, to do that, too. I, I know none of those people today. Yeah, same. I mean, I remember some of them. But <laughs> Jay and keep Billy, a notebook. Pete. You know, Mike, Mike Armitage used to beat me up, <laughs> you know, but, but I know this, though, all those guys know me, all, yeah. every one of them knows me, but you know, on, on the, on the sponsorship, you know, they come and go. I mean, look what Dana did with uh, Bud Light, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Bud Light got trashed doing that nonsense with the, the trans chick or right. guy or whatever it was. And then Bud Light went to Dana and said, Hey, uh, we want to be your sponsor at UFC. It was perfect. It was brilliant. Mm. I mean, he got $105 million a year for that. Wow. 10-year contract. Damn. It's a billion dollars. That is crazy. Yeah. But we don't have those. I have no sponsors. Like, the first conference you went to, we had people coming in that would speak and sell. Mm-hmm. And that's how we funded that activity. Got it. We had a lot of complaints about that first event. Since then, we have never had an event where we have speakers that sell anything. So no pitching allowed. There's no pitching. Everything's integrated. It's not that there's no pitching allowed because I'm a pitcher. Right. Like, I love to pitch. I love to promote stuff. I love to sell stuff. But it's we don't bring any sponsorship in from outside. There's no exhibitors, mm. no sponsorship. I've never taken a penny from AT&T or Sprint or T-Mobile or uh, uh, like our Cardone Capital. Mm-hmm. Cardone Capital is completely privately held. We don't do business with any of the elitists. Wow. We take no money from the big pension funds. Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan. Is that by choice? Well, you know, that, that's, to be, that's to be determined, right? <laughs> so the, somebody said to me, they said, man, if Blackstone, Blackstone gave you $100 million, would you take it? Or a billion dollars, would yeah. you take it? I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> but I wouldn't take it under the terms that they have today. Mm. 
And they probably wouldn't do business with me today because I'm a, I'm a threat to their DEI. What's DEI? Um, diversity, employment. Oh, ignorance. they have specific rules of who can, who they can hire. It, it's just their whole b- agenda, right? Like, right. like, like they're they're gonna be like, I, we can't. He's a risk. He's a he's. A, I'm a headline risk for them. Right. Right. So, I'm just using them as one example, not specifically to Blackstone or Goldman or J.P. Morgan or MetLife or New York Life or these. These are trillion dollar companies. These are not like people don't understand the money game is not. We're not talking about billions of do- billionaires. Mm-hmm. We're talking about companies that have a trillion dollars. Damn, I've uh, never heard the T word thrown out like that. Oh yeah, these are these are these are mega institutions. Wow. So uh, what's what's a uh, New York Life worth? Five eighty. Or MetLife. Five hundred, probably five hundred. Oh, eight hundred ninety billion. You don't even hear that name ever thrown around. No, never heard it. Okay, Vanguard's eleven trillion. I've heard of that one. Uh, Fidelity seven trillion dollars. And it's all real estate funds. Uh, well, some of it's real estate funds. Like, like uh, if I go back to New York Life or MetLife, uh, they're yeah, they're five ninety and sixty billion dollars of real estate. Wow, all in America or is it worldwide? M- 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 uh, yeah, it's probably worldwide, but most of it's in America, right? A majority of it. But that's just one example of like we buy assets from them, but we don't partner with them. Mm-hmm. I'll buy their stuff. What we do, look, in every business, there's a, there's a, I wrote about this, and if you're not first, you're last. Find out what your pet competitors can't do and do that. Mm. What can they not do? So we took the biggest giants. Like, we're, I'm going to become a, a, a trillion dollar, uh, a trillion dollar institution at some point mm. in my career. First place I ever announced that was right here. Okay. Let's do it, guys. All right. So, uh, I wrote all my goals in the 10X rule. Every single one of them, we exceeded. Mm. And 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 so, like, somebody showed me that book today and said, look look at all the stuff you said you were going to do, bro. Every All of it happened and more. Amazing. So we're going to become a trillion-dollar – if I wanted to become a trillion-dollar business, I'm going to look at the trillion-dollar businesses and say, what can these guys not do? Mm. Well, one thing they don't do is they don't get money from regular, everyday people. Right. They do business with one another. Giants are doing business with giants. Institutions are doing business with institutions. So what we did, we started about five years ago. We don't do business with them. We Mm. buy assets from them and then democratize them with regular people. Mm. So we're buying $300 million assets. And me and you are doing the deal. Regular, everyday people. Interesting. Now, your audience thinks you're not a regular person. They think I'm not a regular person. But compared to institutions, the the group is we're just regulars. Right. And so we're democratizing at scale. This has never been done at scale before where regular everyday people can invest in Cardone Capital, fund without sponsorship and without institutions like Dana, okay, and benefit regular people, Mm. build a $100 billion or trillion-dollar business, but the people, regular people, will benefit from it rather than you're a customer at Vanguard or – Charles Schwab. Right. Charles to, Schwab did the same thing. Because to even be a customer there, you probably need you're to be a You're just a customer. You're not an investor. Right. And you probably right. need a million to throw in there, right? Well, JP Morgan? Yeah. You're not going to get a return phone call for a million dollars. Wow. You're going to be, you'll be probably on a six-month waiting list <sighs> to create an account. Crazy. And I think that still holds true today. <clears throat> uh, if you put in 20 million, you could make, 20 million pro- probably is the first cutoff to create a wealth account there. 
That will not get you a meeting with anybody of significance to J.P. Morgan. $100 million will not get you a meeting with the chairman of the board. A mm. billion dollars in cash probably would. Wow. That is insane. And yeah. you said on your Instagram, a million dollars today actually isn't much. You're not considered rich. You need $10 million cash today to be rich, right? Well, if you adjust for inflation, mm. you know. I mean, people wanted to be millionaires 30 years ago. Inflation alone would suggest, well, you, you should want a different goal. The cost of everything went up. Mm -hmm. but people didn't change the size of their goals. That's true. So I was with a guy this morning. He's like, first time I got a million dollars, I said, you got scared, didn't you? He's like, my first thing was not celebration or jubilation. It was fear. Because mm. now I'm like, I have a million dollars. I have to manage it. What if I lose it? Right. Because all of a sudden you realize that a couple of emergencies could blow this money. Yeah. Now, you got some 30-year-old kid right now listening to this 27-year-old kid, but you give me a million dollars, dude, I'm good. You're, you're, <laughs> but you're wrong. You know, you're, you, you, you don't know what you're talking about. That kid that's listening to this right now, mm -hmm. you think it's a lot of money until you do the math on it. And then you realize this is no money at all. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's considered middle class these days almost, right? Yeah. I mean, the average home is 400 grand. So if you go buy a home, now you're down to 600 grand. Mm -hmm. Buy a couple of cars. Now you're down to what? 400, depending on the car, yeah, I guess. depending on the car, right? Uh, put, put, put your kids in school. I mean, it'll cost a million three to put one kid in school all the wow. way to college. That's a lot. So you're broke now. Damn. You got to get rid of your house because you're freaking bankrupt. Yeah. That's Just insane. if you have a kid. Plus inflation. I mean, yeah. they say it was 8%, but it I could be. I didn't even get to go to Starbucks along, through the process. <laughs> Speaking of inflation, you said inflation. You believe it wasn't caused by all the money they printed, right? Yeah. Well, this is controversial, right? <laughs> I don't even know if I'm right about this. I do know that Warren Buffett says inflation is the probably single most complicated concept in economics and maybe only one or two people understand it. Mm. So I'm not saying I understand this, but I'm saying when I do the math on, when I do the math on or try to understand inflation and I hear them saying in the headlines, uh, we printed too much money. Mm -hmm. I've heard this for 50 years mm. that we had too much debt. You know, the debt clock. Yeah. I've seen the debt clock for 50 years. I don't know what it was. Look, look up what it was in 1958, what the debt clock said. We are probably, I don't know, three or $4 billion in, yeah, 1958 debt clock. Today is $34 trillion. Damn. Um, and they're going to say, oh, it's because we printed all this money. But does inflation, is inflation created because we print money? If we, if, yeah, it's $33 trillion today. Wow, so 100x. So that's 90x. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the debt, the debt thing was a big deal in 1958. Mm. E every day you're seeing the debt clock. Oh my God, the country's taking on too much debt. We printed too much money. Right. Fast forward 65 years. They're saying the same thing. We never pay the debt off. Mm. Nobody ever pays any debt off. The other countries don't pay their debts off. And during when we printed, everybody else printed. Mm. So let's say you and I are both billionaires, mm -hmm. okay? And the government says, let's make them each worth $10 billion. And they, they give us $10 billion each. Yeah. You get a stack of $10 billion, I get a stack of $10 billion. Uh, they're, they're like, oh, there's going to be inflation. No, the print is not inflation because we haven't spent it. Mm. You have 10, I have 10. We're looking at each other. My rack's just as big as your rack, <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out how to get your rack. That's all I'm trying to figure out how to do. Right. See, the rich people, don't, they don't care about the print. They're like, you got a, you got a billion, you're a target now. Mm. I got my billion, I want to defend mine. 
I want yours to add to mine. Right. Okay. It's a game. It's a game, dude. Right. It's like all games. Monopoly. I want your shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Scrabble. I want to build more words out than you do. I want to build off your words. Right. So now you and I decide. Okay, you got a billion. I got a billion. We're going to decide what to do with it. Now we start using the money. Mm. Now, did did. Th- that that's when we're going to decide what goes up in price. Because when you, the moment you and I become competitive, you go buy a piece of property. And I'm like, no, I want it more than you want it. You were willing to pay $100 million for it. And I'm like, I got a billion dollars. Fuck it, dude. I'm going to pay $150 billion, mm-hmm. $150 million for it. That's what's going to cause inflation. When you and I start making moves on that asset. Right. But it's only the assets that we make the moves on. Because we're wealthy, we didn't go buy Gucci. Mm. We didn't go buy what well, you might have bought. I, I, I see know. you like some of the nice stuff. You I know? don't wear designer, actually, no. Okay, excellent. Okay, I don't either. Okay, I'm like, well, why? If I believe in the designer, I'm going to buy the stock or become a player in the company. Right. I'm not going to buy their products. Mm-hmm. I'm going to become an investor in the company, and they'll probably give me their products. Mm. Right? So you and I decided you're going to put a billion dollars in your Gucci. I'm going to put a billion dollars in real estate, and boom, it's over. The inflation on those two Decision stopped. Interesting. Okay. Now, if everybody got a billion dollars on the planet, everybody got the same amount of money. So it doesn't matter that there's inflation. Mm. So, so while we're being terrified of inflation right now, this is a topic. I mean, I, I'd love to talk about this with some economic guys for like an hour and a half to understand it. Mm-hmm. But if everybody got a billion dollars, does it matter that everything is more expensive now? Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below, and here's the episode, guys. Interesting. And that's what causes inflation when people rush to buy a product. Yeah. When people were given $1,400 checks, these are poor families across America. Mm. They took their $1,400 and went and did with it. Mm. Okay, dumb purchases cause inflation. Interesting. So Gucci's were six hundred, then they went to six fifty. People kept buying them. Then they went to seven fifty. People mm. kept buying them. Then they went to eight fifty. People kept buying them, and they're still doing it today, dude. We have a trillion dollars worth of credit card debt today. Okay, stupid purchases is what causes inflation. Wow. Now I know people sitting over there be like, man, man, the bacon's more expensive. Quit eating it. Okay, eggs. I can't afford eggs. Quit eating them. <laughs> If you quit buying them, the price will come down. Mm. I mean, the eggs aren't even fresh anymore. anymore, (laughs) Okay. Starbucks. If you don't like a $4 cup of coffee, dude, quit buying it. It'll go down to $3.75. Same thing. Seven bucks now, I think. Yeah. Well, what do you, what do you drink? I don't drink it, but yeah. See girls drinking it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, It's ridiculous. Um, now, as an owner of a real estate fund, you know, you're managing 4.5 billion, right? Yeah. You said a home is a terrible investment. Yeah. Isn't that kind of ironic? No, it, it is a terrible investment. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's nothing good about it. Like, you know, it doesn't cash flow. You don't get big tax write-offs because of it. You have no leverage. Mm. Uh, you're living in it. You're paying for it. You never own it. And even when the loan's paid, you don't own it. Really? No, you still got to pay property taxes. Oh, okay. Still got to insure it. Still got to maintain it. You know, like if you just break it down and don't become emotional because people get emotional about their house. This is my house. Mm. It ain't your house. It's your partner in this house with the state. 
Interesting. So yeah. your recommendation to a normal family would be to rent? Never buy a house, man. Rent. Rent where you live. Interesting. Take all your money and invest in properties that cash flow. Okay. I'm not saying don't own real estate. I'm saying live in a house and pay rent. Mm. Take all the money that you would have spent on that house and invest in real estate that cash flows, that pays you every month. Could be retail, storage, could be land. If, you know, if you're a farmer or a rancher and you know how to get cows to, to cash flow, then do that. Right. You know, apartment buildings like we invest in. You, you do invest in mainly apartment buildings right now? Uh, yeah, apartments and office. Well, I like. I actually like you know some office opportunities in parts of the country. Interesting, because commercial got hit hard, I thought. It's going to get f- crushed, dude. Yeah? This is going to be, I mean, right now, yeah, I mean, I'm having a moment right now just talking to you about this because I'm getting excited. A lot of companies are laying off, man. This is going to be big, bro. Wow. This is going to be the biggest. You're seeing the layoffs. Yeah. But they don't report them. What do you they mean? Say, they, well, they say we added 330,000 jobs this last month. Hmm. But you'll see Bank of America, 20,000 job cuts. Facebook, 7,000 job cuts. Like, that, they're happening, mm. okay? And we have a commercial real estate risk right now that we probably never had this size before. What's the, the risk? Too much debt. Oh. Too much debt on assets, and the debt's expiring. It's, it's due. So when, those, when that debt become, comes due, um, if they cannot buy the debt down, the, they'll have to sell or trade it. And that's where people be able to make great acquisitions at lower prices. Wow. But back to your house thing, okay? This house that I live in, right? Yeah. Like, I would rent these headphones before I bought them, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, they're cheap, but it's probably a bad example. But the house, I would rent it. Rents in this country are half of what a mortgage is. Mm. So let's say this house in Vegas is a $4,000 mortgage. You could probably rent that house for $2,200. bucks. Mm. you have no equity in it. No down payment, no ins- minimal uh, insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not paying property taxes, and you have no maintenance. Take the same money, let's say it was 400 grand, and go invest that in an apartment complex or storage mm-hmm. or industrial, uh, and and the cash flows that pays you every month. Right. And use the payment from that to pay your rent. Interesting. Yeah, you'll make a lot more money a lot quicker, right? And you'll have b- bigger tax write-offs. Yeah. You'll actually be creating assets that become worth something in the future faster than a single-family home. Right. Speaking of tax write-offs, you're one of the best person mm-hmm. I know with those, man. Zero dollars. You and Trump know the tax game well, huh? Try to. You know, I yeah. mean, the laws are there. Jared and I were talking about it on the plane over here. I, we figured out a way for him to become, you know, to to, to to slice the monkey up. Nice. So, you know, I don't like the IRS. I never have. I don't know why anybody would. Yeah, you don't know where the money really goes to, to be honest. I, mean, I, don't, they, I don't mind paying local taxes. I, I just don't, I don't want to pay federal taxes. Then they're going to go fund. I mean, look, we're attacking Iran, uh, Iran and Syria right now. I'm like, why don't we defend our country? <laughs> you yeah. Know? Oh, we're retaliating for three deaths. Okay, well, we're having three deaths every day in this country right now. Why don't we retaliate to the illegal immigrants, mm. the drug dealers, the fentanyl, the, the, the What's what's the fentanyl drug? fentanyl uh, smugglers? Yeah. Uh, why don't we retaliate here and punish the people in this country? Uh, They're committing crimes in this country, not just you know outside the United States. Absolutely. I just had a guest on last week. He actually had a tattoo of you on his arm. Oh, is that right? Yeah, but he That's was that's crazy, man. Former guy. He lost thirty of his friends to this drug problem, dude. Wow. From fentanyl. That's crazy. Nuts. And he's like thirty years old. Yeah. And all these fraternity brothers are are consuming those drugs these days. It's, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Problem. It's a real problem, and that goes back to public education, man. Yeah, but like, like 
And it goes back to Americans funding wars outside this country mm-hmm. by paying out the IRS because they're not like all people have to do is literally read the tax code. It's not very complicated. And what you're looking for is you're looking for the legal ways in which wealthy people don't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't grow up wealthy. I grew up with nothing, but I studied wealthy people. Mm. Okay. Why, why are these people not paying taxes and rich people pay them? Okay. Rich people pay a lot of taxes. Wealthy people don't pay any taxes. Mm. The middle class pays a lot of taxes. People that are poor don't actually pay taxes. Right. I don't want to be poor. So I look in the food chain. I'm like, where do I want to be here? I want to be one of these wealthy people that don't pay taxes. Yeah. By the way, they don't earn money. Okay. Wealthy people don't earn income. Mm. They have no income in many cases or very low income, but they earn a, their assets go up in value. Right. And so those assets kick off big write-offs, none of which is a home. Yeah. A home has a tiny, little tiny write-off compared to the kind of stuff we invest in. Yeah, that makes sense. You see the top CEOs get paid in stock, and then they take loans out against it, right? Yeah. So there's no taxes. And and same thing we can do with real estate. Mm. Great real estate you can borrow against. I can take – I took – I once took um, uh, $56 million out of a real estate deal. Wow. I got the check. The the deal was refinanceable. I bought it for 58. I had $45 million worth of debt on it. One of the best financial decisions I ever made in my life. I mm-hmm. sold my house. I'd made a mistake and bought a house. Had a bunch of equity in it. Took the equity, bought an apartment building. Seven years after I bought the apartment building, it had gone up in value. And the lender called me and said, hey, would you like to refinance your loan? It's coming mm-hmm. due in a couple of years anyway. I said, sure. They said, we can finance it for $50 million more. No, 45 to whatever that is, 60 Uh, $60 million more than the last loan. Mm. We'll pay off your previous loan of 45. We'll give you $60 million at close. And I'm like, 60 million. Yeah. And I said, is the property going to still cash flow? Oh yeah. You got plenty of room. No, no problem. I Mm. mean, you're, you're like, it's, it's perfectly safe. Wow. So I said, you're going to give me 60 million. I only had 15 million in the deal. Mm. I said, I'm going to make four times on my down payment. I'm going to get my down payment plus $45 million. And I still own the property. And it still cash flows. Now, I said, let me ask you something. What's the tax implication on the $45 million? They said nothing. Wow. I said, fucking let's party. So you 3X your money and cash flowed. Still cash flowed. Still have the asset. Yeah. Now, that was, I don't know, four or five years ago. That asset today is worth $250 million. Dang. I have no money in it. I took $60 million out, paid back the investors, other investors I had in the deal, mm. and that property cash flow is probably, um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the NOI on that deal? In the, uh, oh, the Harbor portfolio. I know, it probably cash flows. I probably get $6 million a year. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I, I think sourcing deals is your strength, right? You're, you're able to find these great opportunities. Well, it's hard, man. You know, yeah, but I don't look at everything. I just look at specific things. Mm-hmm. So we look at try to buy the best assets. If you go to CardoneCapital.com, you'll see the this kind of stuff we buy. Mm-hmm. This is as good a real estate as anybody in the country can own. These mm-hmm. mega, mega trillion dollar institutions, we're buying stuff from them. 
knowing that in the future we'll sell back to them. Wow. Or become them. Love that, man. Yeah, but never act like them. <laughs> yeah, you're for the people, man. Yeah, 100%. I love that. Was going on uh, Undercover Billionaire one of the hardest things you've ever had to do? Dude, that was the worst experience in my entire <laughs> life. Worst and best, you know, biggest ups and downs. Uh, most traumatic experience in my lifetime. Wow, was doing that show. It was terrifying. Yeah, you were vulnerable, right? You had to put yourself yeah, out there. Look, look. When I we we I left Las Vegas. I was here in Vegas March. I think it was March. Uh, I don't know, late March. No, early March, twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty. It was about to happen. We didn't know it. Right. People knew about this Wuhan thing going around, and I had already had it. By the way, yeah, I had had it. I got it in January. Mm. I mean, the real one, the the the, the one when it was still. Dude, like, I got that one too. Dude, that shit was sick, bro. Thought I was dying. Well, did you feel like a synthetic was going through your body? Yes, I've never felt that sick in my life. Did you feel like you had some programming, some like something weird was happening? It man. wasn't a flu. No, it wasn't normal. It yeah. felt different than any other sickness I've ever had. Me too, man. Like we, you and I have never talked about this. No, never. Okay. Mine felt like this is January. We just left Vegas. March, we, we came here to check out our, our um, the venue. Mm -hmm. And give me those numbers, Ryan. Did you get the numbers? 12 million. 12, okay. Not 6 million. 12, mi Damn. 12 million NOI. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, about 6 million. Okay. So um, what am I talking about? Yeah. Like we had left Vegas, came here to check on the venue, knowing we were coming back in March. I get coke. I get whatever this thing is. Mm -hmm. And dude, I'm telling you, two days. I swear, I had some kind of program going <laughs> through my system. Yeah. And it felt like I had been implanted with something. Wow. It wasn't a flu. It was not. It was. It was something synthetic. Mm -hmm. You know, I've really never even talked about this. But I, and, and then you said it was different for you. I got it at Dan Blazarin's house. All of us got it. Uh -huh. It was like 50, 100 people at Dan Fleischman's mastermind. I didn't know he was gay. Who? Dan. He's gay? Wait, what'd you say? Okay, go ahead. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> no, but we all got it. I'm literally texting everyone like, dude, I yeah. think I'm dying. I'm Everybody like 22, 23. Like, uh -huh. It felt weird, man. I don't know. Dude, it was crazy. Well, that's related to but anything related they, yeah, yeah. they delete these days. Yeah. It was weird, though. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Yeah. That they delete it. Got a strike. You only get three on YouTube, and then you're out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many strikes have I had? So anyway, I had, uh, I had what's his name, Robert Malone on. Mm -hmm. And he said, don't mention the I word. The I word. The solution. Oh, uh, yeah. He's like, if he does, they're going to shut your channel down. Yeah, the one Trump mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the same one I use, by the way. Mm. Keep it at the house. Nice. I love it. And um, anyway, back to the what happened. I, I got sick. It felt electronic or mm -hmm. programmed or something. It was bizarre. And, but nobody was talking about anything. Like it hadn't happened yet. We come here in March. I know at the end of March, January, under uh, Discovery Channel called and said, "Hey, would you do the show called Undercover Undercover Billionaire?" Mm -hmm. I said, "Well, give me the link." I'd never heard of it. I went and watched the first two minutes, and I said, "Oh yeah, I'll do." I called him up. I said, "Yeah, I'll do the show." I said, "I was in Miami." True story. I said, "Hey, are you guys in L.A.?" They said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, I'm in L.A." Mm. I lied to him, <laughs> and. Um, and because I was, by the way, in L.A., like mentally. mentally. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like, I'm in L.A. They, you, you are? I said, yeah, I could be there tomorrow morning. Mm. 
and I'll come by you. I'll come by the production studios, right? So they said, yeah, come on over. They had a big, big table like this, mm-hmm. longer than this, and they must have had twelve people in this meeting. I, I went by myself. Yeah. I had a little bag with me. I walk into the meeting. I said, okay, tell me what I got to do again. I'm trying to sell them on me. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you'd go in March. You'd start in March, and you're going to get dropped off in a city you've never been to. You cannot use your name. Oh, they don't tell you the city? No. Wow. We're going to give you $100, okay? And I'm, la- I'm laughing like, keep it. <laughs> I don't need $100. Yeah. They said, you, need, you have to build a million-dollar business in 90 days. Mm. Okay, you can't use your name, can't use your social. Uh, what else they say? You have no place to sleep. Wow. No food, no water. Do you have a phone? He said, we'll get, we're going to give you a new phone, but you can't use your old phone because uh-huh. it's got all your contacts. Right. Can't use any, your name. You cannot use your name for 90 days. I said, yeah, man, but where's the challenge? Mm. Lady named Discover, uh, uh, Nancy Daniels. She's the president of the company. I said, but where's the challenge, Nancy? <laughs> and she's like, what? Are you f-ing with me? <laughs> I said, a little bit. And she's like, you think you could do this? I said, I guarantee you I could do this. In fact, I tell you what, I'm going to do $10 million in 90 days, under 90 days. I don't even need the full 90. Mm. And if I don't, I grabbed this bag, threw it on the table. I said, I'll give you every- the contents of this bag. Interesting. What was in there? million dollars <laughs> in cash and she's like you got the job that is sad. she's like you're gonna be great tv i said I'm, I'm telling you it's gonna be easy i said i do not need a full 90 days i said 30 45 days i'll already have the eva- the valuation she's like oh my god this is gonna be great they all got excited so we worked around my event here in vegas i just finished interviewing kevin hart mm-hmm. we had this beautiful event i mean fantastic the best event we've ever done mm. Would be the last event, big event done for two years in America. We didn't know this. Mm-hmm. I leave, shave my head, uh, get on my plane, and we fly into Pueblo, Colorado. Mm. I've never been there before. I get there like, I don't know, one thirty, two, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I get off the plane, go to this old piece of truck they have for me. Mm-hmm. That's one thing they did give me. And I am terrified, dude. Mm. It's like 26 degrees outside. Dang. I don't like being cold. You I bring live a jacket in Miami. at least? Huh? You bring a jacket at least? Uh, did I have a jacket? Yeah, I had a jacket. Okay. Okay. Because I said, look, don't, don't send me any place cold. They said, bring a jacket. I'm like, <laughs> man. But I'm already in. Yeah. Okay. So I literally walked to this old truck. Ryan Secco was there. Ryan was scared for me. Oh, he was with you? Yeah. He, he, he was the pilot. Okay. So there was another pilot in Ryan. And when I got off that plane, everybody knew, okay, this going down, dude. Yeah. I'm not going to see anybody for 90 days. I'm Damn. leaving my family for 90 days. It's a long time. And, and, you know, I was all cocky about, okay, I, this is going to be a piece of cake and it's going to be easy. And But, you know, when my feet hit the ground, bro, it's like, I don't know. The nerve started This in. is stupid. So you, nobody knows this, but when I get to the truck, we'll give you the clip of this. Yeah. So you have it. When I get to the truck... I get in and I start the old truck up. I'm cold. Mm. I'm scared. My head's shaved. Mm-hmm. I look like a bad <laughs> And I'm, I get out of the car, run back to the plane, and I start grabbing <laughs> off my plane. <laughs> okay, I grabbed a blanket. I grabbed a water bottle. I grabbed a bunch of protein uh, snacks. Yeah. I cheated. Oh, you're not allowed to do that? Well, no. They said I could have a bag. Okay. They said you can have one bag, no computer. Uh, and you can have, uh, I could put anything I wanted in the bag. Got it, got but it. But I can't have a phone. So I went in there and started stashing in the bag. Mm-hmm. 
And because I, now I'm, I'm scared. Now it's all becoming real to me. Like, bro, it's 26 degrees in four hours. It's going to be dark. Mm. And you don't have a place to sleep tonight. That's scary. Okay. And I was scared. Yeah. So I start hustling. I start figuring out my, f you know, when you get committed, bro, the entrepreneur wakes up. He either wakes up or dies. Right. And, dude, I went into Tom Brady mode. Man. I, I went into goddamn, like, like Mahomes mode. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's two-minute drill. You got four hours. What, what's your moves now? So I started figuring out moves. I looked for companies that were for sale, saw an RV park. Immediately, I'm like, RV park, that's beds. Mm. I'm going to go there, see if I can work a deal where I'll buy a company. I'll buy the RV park. Mm. Okay? But really, what I'm going to do is get a place to sleep tonight. Right. Show up at this guy's. None of this is produced. Show up at this guy's place. Hey, I understand you're selling your property. No, actually, it was the guy across the street selling his. He had already sold. Said He's like, I just bought mine for my dad a year ago. Oh, really? Wow, mm -hmm. how's it going? How's your business going? Who are you? I'm like, I'm in town. I'm going to restart here in Pueblo. I've left my family. I'm figuring out how to tell my story, mm -hmm. right? I've left my family over there, two kids. I left them with all the credit cards, all the money, everything. I'm literally here with no money to see how a guy would start over. In Pueblo. Right. He's like, what do you mean you got no money? I said, no money, no cards, and no place to sleep. He's like, why don't you stay here tonight? Mm. I said, goddamn good idea. <laughs> Bang, I got a $64,000 RV. I'm in town 60 minutes. Wow. Okay. Then he comes up to me and says, hey, man, why don't you, here's a tab over at the local restaurant for 100 bucks." Mm. Now, I got a tab for 100 God, I have no food. You just met this dude. Dude, I met this. I mean, I'm putting it together. That's awesome. Uh, and then within two days, he's got a brand new Jeep. I hated my truck they gave me. Mm -hmm. And he's, Discovery Channel didn't like me, by the way. They made the <laughs> hard as they could on me. They hated my, my cockiness. And so um, he's got a brand new Jeep he's trying to sell. Mm-hmm. It's slick, black leather guts, great wheels on it. I'm like, hey, bro, nobody's driving the truck around. Ryan, why don't you let me sell it for you? Mm. Just keep a full tank of gas in it, put insurance on it, give me tickets, uh, give me give me some uh, washing, uh, make sure I can get it, keep it clean. I'll show it around town, drive it all over the place. They can call me, and I'll sell it. I'm a great salesman. Mm. And the guy's like, sure, man, here's the keys. Had a $60,000 Jeep. Wow. In like 72 hours, dude, I had RV. Food, water, and a brand new truck. That's impressive. I dumped the old truck the Discovery gave me. They're pissed off. They're like, you can't dump that truck. That's part of the show. I said, like, fuck you guys. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. Picked up four grand on that. I said, I might sell my phone. Mm. Right? So I'm making all these moves. And within, I don't know, 72 hours, I had 60, 60, $120,000 worth of assets. Damn. And Discovery calls me and says, this is not going well. I said, what are you talking about? It's going great. <laughs> I got a gym membership. I got a gym membership. I'm working out twice a day. I got a. I got food handled. I got water handled. What are you guys talking about? I, I picked up four grand from the truck. I got. I'm working on a guy for ten grand to buy a part of his business. He's going to give me ten to become a partner in a business. What are you guys talking about? It's not going well. He's like, they're like, this is not a TV show. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch somebody just just get whatever they want. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, actually they do. <laughs> and then it hit. Shut uh, down the whole thing. Damn. So I think Discovery Channel was in cohorts with Wuhan Ooh. to stop my show and my progress. Oh, so you didn't even get to finish it? No, I finished it. Oh, you did? I went back and finished it. Did you end up getting the million? No. 
Oh, you didn't? No. Okay. I got $5.5 million. Damn. My. So that's why people hate me, because I win. Okay? I love that. So anyway, you guys that want to watch that show, if you go to, uh, go to YouTube, 10X Studios, you'll see the entire show behind the scenes. What they wouldn't show you, couldn't show you, didn't show you. The entire show's there from start to finish with no ads. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people that say, like, getting rich quick is impossible, but you well, pulled it off. Well, I mean, five and a half million dollars is not rich. Okay. So let's keep Relatively, it right? Mm-hmm. For you, it's not. No, but, 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 like, I mean, the reality is it's just not rich. I mean, people need to think different. Mm. It's not about me. You're just grinding out. You know, that company still has to keep going. Right. Still has to hire people. You want to, you want, you don't want to just get to five and think you're, if you're not going to grow it, you're going to, it's going to go backwards. Right. You, if you don't keep going up the escalator, you're going down. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I grew it fast, but they still got to maintain it. Whether they could do that or not is, you know, up to them. But that makes sense. Yeah. What was that point in your life where you, you went from, you know, broke to making it? Was it, was it at an early age or was it later? Oh, no. I, I mean, I still don't think I've made it. What? What? what, what? You don't think I you like made this it? this guy, man. Where's this guy been all my life, <laughs> No. No, I mean, no. No, I don't. That's insane. Yeah, I don't. I, I see a guy like Elon Musk. I don't think he thinks he's made it. Mm. Yeah, know? he's got some big, uh, big ambitions, right? Yeah. Going I to see Mars. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, you know, he, as much as people don't like Donald Trump, I'm like, he ran for office one time and won. Mm-hmm. But has he made it? He's still he's still having to hustle today to try to overcome all the glitches or rigness of the system or whatever whatever you call it. Right. You know. I guess when I say make it, I mean like comfort. Like do you feel comfortable where you're at? I never feel comfortable. Really? No. Wow. No, I feel I feel like there's a threat in the environment all the time. Hmm. But I but I create these threats in my head. So you're like MJ out here. Michael Jordan used to talk to people. They wouldn't respond, and he would make up stories. Yeah, yeah, I do I do, do that. Yeah, because he played better when he's angry. Yeah, yeah I do that. I, I didn't know that about Michael. Yeah. Um, but I do. I'm always telling these guys, bro, world's coming to an end, bro. Mm. Okay, we're, we're going to, you know, they're going to come take it all from us. I think that's what's... severely paranoid. Yeah, that's what separates you, because some people get some money, they get comfortable. They get comfortable, man. They don't have that fuel, because at first, people hate on you when you start entrepreneurship. Then they ride with you once you make yeah, it. Yeah, what happens is, first, they ignore you. Like, people say, how do you handle the hate? Bro, it's better than being ignored. Mm. Okay, like, the first stage is, it, it, they just ignore you. They don't see you. They're, you're invisible. You're meaningless. You're not even considered. Mm. You're not even in the room. Like, there's so many layers of this that are so painful. Mm-hmm. I think most people never even make it through that phase. Like, it's so, it's so discouraging to be not even considered. Right. So that's, like, really the story of my life is not that I, that I, and I get a lot of but the thing nobody sees is the amount of um, discounting you know, you'll never make it. Mm. Just, I was talking to a guy last night, same thing. He's like, yeah, you know, people don't, they, they don't think you can do it. Then when you start doing it, then they become envious. Mm. And then they start hating on you. Now, the people that are doing more than you never hate on you. It's always people doing less than you. It's right. never, ever. I noticed that too. Tad for tad. I just got my first cancellation attempt and it, people were messaging me and commenting like F you and stuff. And it was mm. all people that, 
I don't really care about yeah. them. Like we discovered, like when we get complaints from people at anything that we do, that we were doing a big webinar, twenty six thousand people on it. People, people, uh, somebody complained about. Oh, you're selling something. There's an offer here. Mm. Well, the only people that complained about it was the ones that didn't take the offer. <laughs> it's it's never the people that did take it. Right, right. They're trying to figure out how to 10x their their investment. Yeah. So, um, so first they ignore you. Second thing is, this could be going into Starbucks and you're just ignored. You know, it could be you become a celebrity and nobody knows you. Mm. Like it, 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 it's 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 always there, right? Yeah. Like nobody knows me. I got 16 million people following me, but based on the planet, based on the population of the planet, nobody knows me. Mm. So I'm going to be ignored by, nobody knows me at J.P. Morgan or at Charles Schwab. I'm not a threat to them. Now, now the moment I become a threat, they'll want to discount me, push me down. And the more I become a threat, you know, the more that happens, which is good. That's where you have to get to. You have to get to that and you got to prepare for it. Mm. So that guy that's, you know, you got a $5 million. You, 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 you think you made it, but you don't understand the game changed for everybody. Like if you're an HVAC or solar or roofing and you went from zero and made $5 million, you are a threat to every roofer in your marketplace now. Mm. And they're going to start shaming you, hating you, dissing you, pushing you down, setting you up. And the bigger you get, dude, the bigger the game gets. You move into $50 million and then $500 million or $5 billion, mm -hmm. the game always just changes. Mm. Now the people you're competing with have more resources to put you. Right. You know, but the game changes, and it's a bigger game, and it's, a, it's a more creativity. And, um, but do you ever make it? You know, I think the moment the guy says, I made it, I haven't. I mean, legitimately, seriously, do not consider that we've made it. Wow. And the, the moment I do, somehow the universe has this phenomenal way of saying, oh, yeah, you think you made it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that's what retirement, the rug. retirement, which yeah. I don't believe in. Yeah. That's people work their whole lives to retire and say they yeah. made it. But you know what I mean? Yeah. How old are you? I'm 27. Yeah. I mean, I was talked into a life insurance policy when I was 20 years old. Wow. And to save money. And when you're 20 years old, and, and to start making investments in a 401k. Hmm. These are complete ridiculous. I was taught that too. For, 20, for anybody 20 or 30 years old. Yeah. Maybe 40 years old. Maybe ever. These are saving money's a scam. 401ks are a scam. The IRAs are a scam. Going to college is absolutely a scam. And life insurance we might be selling life insurance in a little while, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> well, life insurance, there's some good ways to save on taxes, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good product to yeah. sell. Can't be mad about that. Well, dude, it's been a blast. Anything you want to close off with or promote? No, man. I appreciate what you're doing, and, and um, I hope you come back to one of our growth conferences, see how yeah. we've matured them and, and how much more. Like, we'll spend this year, we'll spend $10 million on that event. Wow. On a three-day event. And... It's, you know, like you walk into the room and you see $10 million right away. You're like, oh, my God, this is the right way to do things. Like when I walked into your place, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is one of the most, like, coolest podcast setups I've ever seen. Nice. You guys are committed. You're doing it right. There's such a difference between people that do it and people that do it right. Mm. And you guys are doing it right. All this looks good. Man. I love it, man. Thanks you so know? much. Thanks Thank for coming you. on, man. Appreciate you. Man. Yeah. Thanks for watching, guys, as always. And I'll see you tomorrow.